שבוע טוב, שלום עליכם, all of you listeners of this great station, station that beams only דברי תורה, דברי מוסר, דברי הלכה, and religious music. This is Rabbi Elbaz from SLC. I'm going to be talking about the parasha we read yesterday, פרשת תולדות. חכמינו, זיכרונם לברכה, they tell us that there is a fundamental reality about the Jewish nation. And that is ma'aseh avot siman labanim. Meaning, what happened to our forefathers, Abraham, Yitzhak, Yaakov, there is a sign that is going to happen to their offspring in the future. We see a clear and straightforward example of this from Yitzchak Avinu in the parasha. I mean, I don't know if you noticed, but the last three parashiyot talk about Abraham Avinu. The next five going to be talking about Yaakov Avinu. But Yitzchak Avinu, very little is, so, it is, is uh, said about him. It's only in this parasha, very little. But it's very revealing. Here's what happened. There was a famine, and Yitzchak Avinu goes out, but Hashem intervenes. He says to him, Yitzchak, you cannot go out of the land of Canaan. You have to stay. You are a Ola Temima. You're a perfect Korban. You cannot go anywhere. So he goes to Gerar. Gerar, the king of Avimelech. Well, he figured, after all, his father, Abraham Avinu, had a, a pact signed with uh, Avimelech, this king of Gerar, that there, was a, there should be hesed between them and so on and so forth. So he figured there shouldn't be a problem. So he goes. Then, as he goes in, he was not a wealthy man at all. It was a poor man as he comes in. But Hashem helped him. And the Pasuk says, that Yitzchak actually, he seeded the land. And because HaKadosh Baruch Hu was with him, actually the land gave a hundred times what it's supposed to give. In other words, if a piece of land is supposed to give 10 bushels of wheat, for him it was a hundred times as much, which is a thousand bushels. Oh, so what happened then? So the Torah tells us in, Par- in uh, Pasuk Yud Gimel, three steps. Vayigdal ha'ish. He became very wealthy. That's the first step. Very wealthy. But that's not good. That's not enough. Vayelech haloch vegadel. And then, now he was wealthy, then he kept on going more and more and became even more and more wealthy. And then it says, Ad ki gadal me'ot, until he was extremely wealthy. Very, very wealthy. They had a lot of sheep, a lot of cattle. They even had a lot of work. You know, this means that a lot of work means he had to hire people. He was hiring people, meaning that he really contributed to, uh, tremendously towards the economy of that area because he, 
He was providing jobs for everybody. What happened after that? Now that he became wealthy, Vaikan Ubu pleased him. Became jealous. You, Itzchak, Hebrew, a Jew? <laughs> it cannot be. You cannot become wealthy on us. People were saying, Zebel Pirdotav Shir Itzchak, even the dirt of the mules of Itzchak was even better than the silver and gold of Amelech. Now, word got, of course, to the king, Abimelech. And what does he do? Instead of coming here and congratulating him, hey, oh, you're really uh, making the economy very prosperous, without any diplomatic words, just bluntly yells at him, Lech manu, get out. You became too powerful, too strong. No, you, a Jew, cannot be too strong. Out. This is, it's unfortunate. But you know, throughout the history of Jewish nation, this is a clear example of Ma'aseh Avot, Siman Labanim. The Jewish nation, the Jews will go in, into a country, and they start from, from the bottom. But with their zeal of working with the perseverance uh, with, their, with their brain somehow they make it up and up until they, they attain a, a nice social position and they become wealthy and they become prominent only as what happened to Yitzhak then the king just throws them out it happened in France it happened in England a number of times it happened in Spain. happened in many countries. The, many times the, the, the king is, war, is waging a war in his money. Well, he, the, the Jews have money. So he can't just tell them, give me your money. So you know what? Get out. Out. They throw them out and they automatically confiscate all their assets and all their fields and whatever. Unfortunate, this is what's been happening. What happened to Yitzchak Avinu? has been happening to us. Now, you know, it says, Halakha Esav Soneli Yaakov. It's a, it's a known fact. Esav is going to hate Yaakov. And you know what it is? Normally, when a person hates somebody else, it's because that there's a reason for it. That somebody else perhaps has insulted him, perhaps he has uh, uh, cheated him, Harmed him. He did something wrong. So there's a reason. So perhaps he comes to hate him. Although according to Halakha, the Torah says, "Lotisna We're not allowed to hate a fellow Jew. But if it's a goy and he harms you, and so you, there's a reason for it. So you hate him. But when it comes to our uh, uh, communication with the goyim, it's the other way around. First, they hate us. And then they try to find a reason why they're hating us. It's been happening all along, all through history. At the beginning, for example, they were saying that the Jews killed their God. Not true, it's a lie. The Romans did. But because of that, 
They hated us for many, many centuries. We killed their God. We didn't do anything of the sort. In fact, in 1965, there was an article from the church stating that uh, the Pope had exonerated the Jews from killing Jesus, their, their God. And in 2011, Pope Benedict XVI actually had said that too. He said, no, nothing to do with it. It was the Romans. At the time, the Romans occupying, they were occupying uh, uh, Judea at the time. They were the ones that had the authority to kill or not to kill. It was a lie. Well, there's another theory that we claim we are the chosen people. Of course we are. We are Am Segula. Am Kadoshata Lashem Elokecha. But you know, we say, no, we can't be the chosen people. We're not supposed to be. They are. I recall reading once about the Nazis in Mahshima Vizikram. They used to take a bunch of Jews, hundreds of them, and stand them outside and make them yell, Are you the chosen nation? And everybody has to say, No. Who is the who is the chosen nation? The Germans. And if anyone didn't say that, probably shot on the spot. There's another thing. There's a, a scapegoat theory. Eh, we're the scapegoats. We have nobody to protect us throughout the ages. There was no protection. So if a king wanted to just uh, throw them out, no problem. Whatever reason it is. Where's money, theology in Spain? They throw them out because, eh, because they were Jews. They were not Christians. They don't want to be Christians. Good enough. 300,000 Jews had left Spain at that time 500 years ago. Imagine if those 300,000 Jews 500 years ago stayed there. How many Jews will be now in Spain? Just imagine. But unfortunately, it didn't work out. Then there's a libel theory. They find reason for hating us because of libel. What does that mean? The blood libel. They claim that before Pesach, we kill, uh, God forbid, a, a, a young child of theirs, and then we take the blood, and we big matzah with it. Can you imagine? Us, the Jews, baking matzah with blood? Asur, forbidden. Blood is forbidden. But that doesn't matter. It's a lie. But it's a reason for going ahead and killing and murdering and massacring the Jews. It's a reason for them to do so. I'm sure you heard the famous story of Bailey's, Mendel Bailey's, in 1913. In Kiev, Russia. Now, there was this uh, 13-year-old guy that was killed. And they blamed it on Mendel Bayliss, who was a Jew. By the way, he was not a religious Jew. He was a secular Jew. But nevertheless, they uh, actually uh, they, they accused him. And... 
they, they went through a trial, of course. He insisted on in having a trial. And by the way, this man did not, uh, because he was not religious, Shalom, he, he was working on Shabbat. And the killing happened on Shabbat. So in a way, he was lucky because then he could prove that he was at work. But that didn't, didn't bother them. So, oh, he was at work. Yeah, people testify. But maybe he, he went out of work for uh, half an hour and killed the guy, came back, whatever. You know how it is. When they want to accuse someone without any logic, they had the power to do so. What happened at the end was, of course, at the end he was acquitted, but in the, in the middle of the trial, there was this uh, papas, like this uh, supposedly a Gentile that that knew a little bit about the Torah and Midrashim. And he says, you see, you people, the Jews, have no regard for Gentiles. You don't even call them a human being. It says, Adam Atem. Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai says, you are Adam. You are human beings. Atem Kruim Adam. You are called Adam. And of the Elilim, Kruim Adam. But of the Elilim, they're not called Adam. Now this is talking, of course, about the Tum'af Kevarot, which had nothing to do with anything that had with value or whatever. It's just about Tum'af Kevarot. But Akopanim, this is what uh, they were saying. So they answered very, very, very nicely and straight to the point. He says, Atem Keruim Adam. Atem is plural. Adam is singular. He should have said, Atem Keruim Anashim. Gvarim. Adam. One. Why does it say one? Why not? Atem, plural, should be a lot. The answer is very simple, he says. If a, a German Jew or a Russian Jew or a French, I'm sorry, if a, a, if a Goy, a, a Russian Goy or a German Goy or a French Goy, if he goes, he goes to trial, the only people that would know about it is the immediate area. Outside of that, nobody knows about it. But if a Jew goes on trial like Mendel Bayless, he said the entire Jewish nation, the entire world know about it. And they're they're going ahead and they will try to defend him. And that's what we mean, Atem Keruim Adam. You, despite you being so many people, you are one, unique. You are one Adam, one person. If you recall, not long ago, a few years back, there were this uh, a, a couple of uh, Israeli Jews that went to Japan and, by mistake, carried with them uh, some drugs. And you know, in Japan, you know, it's a very serious uh, uh, misdemeanor or felony uh, to carry drugs there. And uh, uh, you know, but what happened is the entire world, all the Jews in Italy, knew about it. If it was not two, two Jews, if it was two Japanese guys, it would not make a difference. Who's going to? Nobody knows about it. Atem keruim adam. Baruch Hashem. We're all one. We're all one unit. But there was a lie. He was acquitted because there was no libel. It was nothing. Later on, they found out who actually did kill him. Killed that little, that guy. 
Net e, child, child goy. Found there was lies, but nowadays, these lies already uh, have been proven that they have absolutely uh, no validity. So nowadays, they're jealous of us. They're jealous. And I'll tell you why. Israel, in the last 50 years, they have made so many discoveries. Israel is smart. They made discoveries in sciences, in physics, in chemistry, in optics, in medicine, in computers. You know, the very first PC processor, I recall the Intel 8088, I remember, I've used it. That was developed in Israel, together with Intel, but it was in Israel with Israeli engineers working on it. Recently, uh, there was a revolutionary discovery in Israel. They discovered a certain drug that can arrest the spread of certain cancers in mice. Actually, they experimented, and it, they, it, it, it was true. And you, we know that from previous uh, tests and, and experiments that when something is true for mice, it usually works for humans also. Imagine a drug that can arrest tumors, cancerous tumors. Of course, it's going to take a little while, a few more years before it gets tested with humans and being used commercially. Now, just for uh, curiosity's sake, I went on the internet and I, I asked for discoveries in all Arab states in the last uh, 50 years. The answer was zero, nothing, zero. There's 22 Arab states. Only one Israel state. All the 22, nothing. Israel has quite a bit. We are Amsegula for a reason. Because, of course, we follow, mainly we follow the mitzvot of Hashem. But also we are a morally and ethically sound people. We do not cause inequity to other people. We don't cause avla. And if we continue to be behaving like an amsegula, I guarantee you, whatever lies in the past and whatever they think of us, as long as we behave in a proper way, eventually they will come to respect. There's no question about it. They'll come. Now, look, what, how much of respect they give us when the Arabs go ahead and put fires in our farce in Israel. How stupid, how morally corrupt these people are. But aside from that, it shows one very, very good thing here, and that's the following. A person does not put a fire in his own home. If it's your home, you care for it. You try to maintain it at all times. It's your home. 
But if it's not your home, you don't care. You put fire on it. It is shows that the land of Israel, the Holy Land, is not their land. If they can go ahead and put fire, it's not their home. They don't care for it. They don't deserve it. It's not theirs. Hashem gave it to us. As he told to Abraham, again to Yitzchak, again to Yaakov, that this is giving you this land of Israel. They have no respect for anything. They have no respect for uh, uh, for our uh, mitzvot either. Look what Esav says. Esav says, Vayibez Esav et Meaning he disdained the Bechorah. It's not that, okay, maybe he could have said, look, listen, this requires uh, that I serve Hashem, and, uh, you know, I'm not really in that kind of position. I'm a hunter. Uh, I'm not so, uh, so frum. So, okay, so you take it. No, it's not that. Vayibez. He disdained it. Eh, it's not for me. I want it. No good. That's, you see, the Hamim tell us that that same day that Esav has committed five crimes, including murder, including rape, including kafar ba'ika, kafar b'tayatamitim, and also vayibes Esav, and also the fact that he disdained the Bechorah. But the Torah does not mention the murder. It is not mentioned. The ra- now, you would think that these really are very important. It should really rank first. Because the Torah is telling us something. It's teaching us a lesson. When someone showing disdain for any mitzvah of the Torah, that is very, very bad. Very bad. Look. David HaMelech Alav Shalom. Great man, great Hasid, Tzaddik, for a small little thing, because he didn't have concern for a royal robe, a royal coat of Shaul Melech, he was punished for it. That's what the Midrash says. See, Shaul was always after David. And David Melech. He had once cornered, uh, Shaul was like in a cave over there. Uh, he, he was uh, passing water at the time. And David Amelech was there. He could have easily won in and killed him. And the people in his entourage were pushing him. Go, kill him. <laughs> As we shall know, he was not going to touch uh, Mashiach Hashem. He was anointed by Navi. He's not going to touch him. What did he do? He cut a corner of his robe. That's what he did. He cut a piece of it. It's a royal distinguished uh, coat that the, the king was wearing. What happened? Because of that, because he didn't have regard for that coat, it says afterwards when he became Zaken, became older, and he says there, Vaychasuhu babigadim velo yaham lo. They covered him with blankets, begadim, blankets. It didn't work. Why didn't it work? Because he did bizayon for a begad way back. We cannot, even a small little thing, 
עד אחת כמה וכמה, if God forbid a person is going to show disdain for a mezvah. Can you imagine? There are some people who, they don't show disdain. But for some reason, perhaps uh, they do certain things. Not right. But at least they don't, they don't, they don't hate it. Here, to show disdain for something is worse. So, Rabbi what we have learned here from this lesson is that we, unfortunately, for some reason or another, they're going, they, they've been hating us a lot, and I don't think it's going to uh, get any better in the near future. But there's one thing that we must continue doing at all times, and that is show that we are Am Kadosh. Mamlechet Kohanim Vigoy Kadosh. As long as we behave that way, the truth will come out. No question about it. And slowly, but it will come out. And if the Mashiach Sitken will come, everybody will agree. We are Am Kadosh Mamlechet Kohanim. And let me just remind you about this uh, station. Uh, it's a very, very uh, necessity for our community. It does a lot of benefit. A lot of people listen to it. And we hope that you can afford to contribute as much as, as you can. At the same time, I think I mentioned before that we have a beautifully renovated social hall in our place uh, at SLC, Avenue Teen, East 8th Street. And if you have any simha, please contact us. I'm sure we'll be able to accommodate you. Shavua Tov and Shalom Aleichem.